0: To you yesterday, today, we are your co hosts, Jazzy and Sabrina. We are back to our regular scheduled programming this week. Um, I hope you guys had an enjoyable time listening to us play Two Truths and a Lie. Um, and I had a nice birthday weekend. Sabrina joined me, I did, mm-hmm. all the way in Los Angeles, Los, a- Los
1: Angeles.
0: <laughs> um, so we are back in it. Um, today's a little bit of a heavier topic. Um, we've, you know, although we kind of had like a week off, a lot of just negativity in the world came through, which is unfortunate. Um, but I think it's still very important for us to discuss. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So we're first going to talk
1: about Prince Philip, who had passed away on April 9th, which was Jazzy's birthday weekend, actually. So we woke up to that news together. Mm -hmm. Um, Prince Philip was the Duke of Edinburgh and the husband to Queen Elizabeth II. He passed away at 99 years old and was married to Queen Elizabeth for 73 years. That is a lifetime. It is. It actually is. (laughs) It is a lifetime. (laughs) But I don't know if they're allowed to even divorce. Like, I don't know, like, what the rules are. Like, I know, like, Diana and Charles did, of course. But, like, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Like, I, did they have, like, a romantic relationship? Because I feel like I never saw them hold hands. Yeah, me either. But who knows? I guess that's for them to...
1: I don't want to know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care
1: to know. No, I don't really I don't. care to know. <laughs> well, maybe I won't. Maybe at points. Maybe they had moments of that. Okay. Uh, so the funeral was held on April seventeenth at Saint George's Chapel at Windsor Castle, which was the same location that Meghan and Harry got married. For those who are wondering, is Why that are you making a face?
0: I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like they couldn't choose another location. Okay, I don't think it's supposed to be shady. I think oh. there's really like only like select
1: locations that they mm. use as the Royals, and I guess maybe Windsor Castle.
0: I mean, can you imagine being Megan and Harry and going back to the place where you got okay. married and going to a funeral? Well, only Harry was there.
1: Megan wasn't allowed due oh, yeah. to
0: do doctor's right.
1: orders, but. Um...
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> 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 I'm not being shady. I'm just going, mm, okay, okay continue. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, the funeral was watched by more than 13 million people in the UK. So wow. the ratings were higher than like this year's Golden Globes and Oscars combined. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, oh my gosh. Did you see it's anything okay. of it? I didn't. I literally the only thing I saw recently was um, Kate's outfit and what she wore. Yeah, and and the only reason I saw that was because Dad commented on Facebook and it popped. <laughs>
1: I think I know exactly what you're talking about, too. (laughs)
0: But I mean, she looked nice.
1: Here's the thing. I was thinking about this when I was like putting this together and I was like, why at a funeral are we talking about the fashions? Right. I think that is so weird. It is very odd. It's actually uncomfortable. This is the necklace that like was worn by three generations of royal women. Like Princess, I mean Queen Elizabeth wore it at one point. Princess Diana wore it at one point, and now Kate Middleton's wearing it. The Duchess of Sussex, right? Is that her?
0: I think I, I don't know their titles. Yeah, me either. (laughs) But but I, yeah, it was was bizarre to be like she was wearing a fashionable mask that matched her dress. Yeah, so weird. What? Like, can we not? This is not about the fashion. This is not the Met Gala. This is a funeral. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> but, um, a lot of people were talking about why Queen Elizabeth was sitting alone as well at the funeral, and the royals have very strict COVID protocols, so you basically were only allowed to sit with your bubble at the service, oh. and Harry was alone as well as Queen Elizabeth.
0: Mm. It's actually really sad when you see the photos of her. Oh, yeah, because she's so alone. Yeah. She doesn't have anyone to hold her hand, like, during this, and watching her husband exactly put to rest that's sad very sad so i mean
1: take everything that you dislike about the royal family out and just think of them as humans and
0: yeah it becomes a little different 100 percent. i don't dislike the royal family like the idea of the royal family i mean and i dislike some of the stuff that they've done but like i don't have like ill feelings towards them but i I think it's me because we're just like kind of separated from that life we don't live in the uk so i just don't really care there's
1: definitely uh when i studied abroad there it's where like i feel like i learned a lot of stuff about the royal family that i probably wrote down and then forgot about because i just like the idea (laughs) of monarchies is so weird to me still like we're in 2021 and it's just really outdated to me and like their taxes are basically the taxes they are paying for these people's lives
0: that's so bizarre. <laughs> like,
1: I just don't understand.
0: But I mean, we also pay taxes, and we're paying for other people's lives as well. Well, technically, it's the technically it's supposed to be like our
1: government officials who are like running things. Mm. We're like the royal family. Like, what? What do they do? What do they do?
0: <laughs> I don't like, know. And I'm sure there's
1: gonna be like people from the UK that are come after us for that. But <laughs> present the facts, right?
0: Right. Come on, tell like What are they doing other
1: than, like, what Meghan and Harry said? Like, being charitable, you could do on your own. You don't need a title to do that. Exactly. So. Okay. Somebody tell me. Please.
0: <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I love the UK. I do. <laughs> I love the UK. Me too. A big yes. fan. I will love to go back and visit sometime soon.
1: Yes, although I cannot stop thinking about Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya's SNL monologue joke that I shared with you last week oh i forgot what it was where he was saying how he's less yes he's british and black two different things and then he asked he talked about like oh people ask him like is racism really bad in england or in the uk and he's (laughs) like yeah the racism was so bad there that white people left and created their own yes i remember that now (laughs) it's incredible which i do talk i i Every once in a while, like, because of my job, I do talk to people all around the world, and I always like, love asking people questions about what's going on in the news when I have a chance. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I asked a black British woman like what she thought about like racism in the UK, and she's like, no, the is just better at hiding Ooh. the truth. Okay. Like, we're better at sweeping things under the rug here. <laughs>
0: so I'm almost afraid to know how bad it really is there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's, like, an Instagram, I believe, that someone created that was overseas. And it was literally just all workplace environments in the film industry that were just dealing with racism. And, and like, some of the stories that were posted on there are just insane. Absolutely yeah. insane. But I'm also, like, happens here, too. Yes. It happens here, too. For sure. The same shame. thing.
1: Different country, basically. But- mm-hmm. Mm-mm. We've got anyway, a lot of work to do. We have so much work to do. But, um, yes, our we're sending our regards and condolences. Regards, is that right?
0: That's <laughs> an email. It's like an email. Our thoughts and prayers. Uh, condolences. Uh, condolences. To the royal family. <laughs> and then we laugh afterwards. That's terrible. <laughs> we send our condolences. <laughs> I'm still so laughing at regards. That's why
1: just sign up on an email. <laughs>
0: I'm, I've always done best, but that's yeah, it. Not, definitely, no. I'm just a Sabrina. I don't even say best. You don't say, you don't say from. You no. don't say thanks. It's you just like say. line Sabrina. <laughs> I always give a best. No. No best regard, just best.
1: No god
0: no or I do or
1: do thank you like thank you like depending on what it is like if it's something I need something done I'm like thank you Sabrina but if it's like a statement like this is what's happening I need you to fix it sign off Sabrina (laughs) (laughs) mic drop (laughs) seriously like (laughs) something is broken again so it needs to be fixed Sabrina Sabrina That's fine. You know what? That's
0: fine. That's absolutely fine. And I always
1: tell people, like, if you're being serious, do not add the hi so-and-so. Just put their name. Just put their name, comma, so that they know you mean business.
0: Email etiquette by Sabrina, Sabrina Norman. I got a lot more. That could be a whole segment on its own. Okay. All right. Moving on. Um, so it's going to be a little bit more heavier, but as you know, or maybe you don't know, um, Dante Wright, uh, was a black man that was killed on April 11th, who was pulled over during a traffic stop. Um, and after this incident, things erupted in the news. People were upset. Protests have been happening left and right, not just in Minnesota, but all over the U.S., Um, the woman officer that shot and killed Dante Wright has been charged with second-degree manslaughter. Um, But since then, you know, it's sparked more conversation that's happening within our community, and I think it's something that we should still discuss because it's happening left and right, and because the Black Lives Matter movement really brought this up to a forefront in 2020, I think people are now okay to discuss it like or feel more okay to discuss it i think they they saw it happening or just were ignoring it but now no one's ignoring it which i think is great but we still have a very major issue in this country um with killing unarmed black people constantly um so when you heard about these this news sabrina how did that make you feel um
1: triggered of course, because um, every time you hear about it, then I become nervous about like myself when I'm driving or just right. even out on the streets, like, walking. Mm-hmm. Um, it is fact, and I don't care how many white people say, white people are killed my black cops. Um, I don't want to hear about that, because black people are disproportionately killed by police officers. Yep. And I will say it over and over and over again that, and um, people are going to come for me for this, but police officers are modern-day slave catchers right I'm sorry <laughs> that's exactly I, what they are it is and uh it was highlighted in the Netflix documentary by Ava DuVernay to 13th where they uh-huh. talked about that how like even the badge that police officers wear are the same that were used by actual slave catchers so correct um yeah I just hate hearing about this I don't understand why we aren't able to reform the police system
0: Yes, Here. and 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 it, like firing people is one thing, and charging them, you know, with what they did wrong is another thing, but it's so deep rooted mm-hmm. that they have so much more work that they need to do besides just firing people. Exactly, and, they, and people think that oh, that's the solution. Like oh, she got fired. Oh, she was charged I mean, with someone else m- out there answer. just like her on the force somewhere. Exactly, exactly. So <clears throat> what what do we need to do? What specifics does you know? police academies all over the United States need to do to fix this issue?
1: Um, so, I'm pretty sure to become a police officer doesn't take very long, which I think is no. problem number one. Yes. Um, I think it should be, like, years of work. Like, if you have to go to college for four years to, like, get a job as a uh, executive assistant somewhere, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? like, I don't get why it shouldn't be that same amount of schooling to become a police officer. I'm
0: pretty sure it's only, you only need like a high school diploma yeah. and then like six months of training, maybe less. That's and like, insane. That's it. And then I'm also like, do you know, actually, have you actually had weapon training? Right. That's one thing Two, I think
1: there needs to be serious shakeup when it comes to unconscious bias mm-hmm. and how we just treat people because put it this way. Police are seeing, I don't, I don't know. I never worked with the police before, but I'm assuming that they're looking at things disproportionately because they're watching, they're looking at certain neighborhoods and they're saying, oh, well, black neighborhoods, there's more crime. Well, why is that? Like, Mm -hmm. we're not addressing that. So I feel like if that's addressed, then police can kind of have a different outlook for what's happening. And rather than just policing these
0: neighborhoods, that's Mm -hmm. when like education should be put in place instead. Exactly, and I also believe de-escalation tactics need to be taught completely different. Whatever they're teaching them now is terrible. Telling someone and and trying to calm someone down with a gun in their face is never (laughs) going to de-escalate anything. It's gonna it's gonna escalate the problem. You are now making everyone uncomfortable in this situation. They're already on edge because you get pulled over. I don't know if you've ever been pulled over, Sabrina. I have. And I. Immediately, just, like, tensed up. My hands were shaking. Like, I was so terrified. Yeah. And both times, they were both black police officers, and I was still terrified. Yeah. So, can you imagine how you're already feeling there, and then someone's pointing a gun at your face? Right. Well, that's
1: the thing that people talk about Dante Wright and many Mm -hmm. other incidents. Like, they should have just followed what the police said. And it's like, well, put yourself in that situation. And naturally, adrenaline kicks in. Mm-hmm. And you're in fight or flight, mm-hmm. regardless of who is who the person is. Yep. So naturally, you're just going to do whatever your body kind of tells you to do in those moments. And if you're scared, you're going to respond that way.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And because of that, I think police officers need some sort of training with that. How do you approach someone that's already in a position that is uncomfortable and making sure they feel more comfortable. Right. Well, that's what we talked about, like, bringing in...
1: We've talked about this before, like, bringing in mental health professionals yes. onto the scene, I yes. think, would be... Especially if we know the person does not have a weapon.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see
1: why it would be an issue for, like, a therapist to kind of get involved.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, something that came to mind, actually, I was watching a Facebook video, and it was just... It made me so angry. It was this white guy that was pulled over at a traffic stop and he had a gun on his seat. And there were a whole bunch of all of the cops came out, all white cops, um, and they were pointing their guns at him and basically saying, like, get out. You have a you have a gun, blah, blah, blah. You know, they tried to pull him outside of the car. He said, absolutely not. Get your hands off of me. Mind you, still had a gun on his seat. He ended up closing the door and was able to drive away. Mm. That, I was furious watching that. Because the privilege that man had, able to drive away after a traffic stop and had a gun on his seat and nothing happened to him besides a gun that was pointed in his face, he was not killed. I was like, if... Any person of color was sitting in that seat, that person the situation would have been, been very killed. different for sure. Mm-hmm. I just like to know why, still to this day, cops
1: won't kind of take account into how they do view people of color differently in this country. Yes, like why are you seeing people of color differently than white people in this country? Like, why is that question not have been answered yet?
0: It's a good question. Because that's literally... It's so deep-rooted. Yeah. It's like... It's such a huge issue Maybe that- they
1: don't have an answer. Maybe it's just responding to what they've been taught or what... Mm-hmm. what is being talked about at the station that we're yeah. unaware of.
0: Yeah. I'm sure... I'm sure there's conversations that are just disgusting behind closed doors and we just don't know about. Right. And I don't think we'll ever be privy to it, and but I... I, I don't, don't th- know if I want to <laughs> be, honestly. <laughs> I don't want to be privy to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... I the I think having these discussions. Um, I think his name is Emmanuel Ako. I believe. Um, mm-hmm. he had a, uh, you know, a, a chat with a police station. Yes, uh, I on watched his, this one on his mm-hmm. what, on his uh YouTube channel. Yeah, and it was interesting to me. And he did take a police station in a predominantly
1: white neighborhood too. Yes, to speak with them.
0: Yeah, he did, and it, and I thought it was great, and I think. What if he had those conversations or just it doesn't have to be him because it's a lot for just one person to be responsible for everything. But like, what if they had these conversations in every single police station all the time? How would that would that change the course of things or just open the conversation? I don't think it's going to fix anything, but I think it, it will give them the opportunity to learn. And kind of. Be put in the position finally seeing it from a person of color talk about it because I think a lot of these people, especially if they're in like Kansas or whatever it is, and they see they pull over the one black person that lives in that town, like they don't know, they're actually just completely sheltered. I've interviewed people for shows that have lived in these small country towns and they said they've never met a black person until they went to college, right? So, like, how. So, of course, they're going to have, you know, they're going to be like, oh, whoa like, I don't know who you are. Like, they this is all new to them. So how do we fix that if there is a black person that's driving through the town for the first time and they're going to pull them over? They're they're immediately going to have a bias against them because they've never had that.
1: Right. I think conversations are important. I think learning and putting yourself in situations that are uncomfortable as well. So Mm -hmm. if you're do you grow up in a predominantly white neighborhood, maybe visit that black neighborhood that's two towns over. Right. Like go shopping in their grocery store and see yeah. what it's like. Um, just meet people outside of your box. Because I think when you're meeting with people and talking with people, that's when
0: experiences are shared and that's when perspective can change. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I think this is an important conversation that we're having right now. And I, th- and I'm hoping that, People are taking something away from this. And maybe this is helping you kind of be like, hmm, you know what? I never thought of it this way. Or maybe we do need some sort of change because at least for even myself and and Shane, we have called cops previously to help us in situations where it was very easy for them to make, you know, change or make a bust for someone. And they didn't do it. They were just straight up lazy and told us, no, we don't want to deal with it. So how are we supposed to trust something that's put in place for us to get help and be able to get help from these people if, you know, they're killing people that look like me. And then when we finally actually need the help, they're not doing it.
1: Right. Well, I mean, think about trust in any relationship in your life and it's kind of for that person or people or system to show it. Mm hmm versus us like believing it because if we don't see the actions or the results from what we believe what the system is supposed to be it's kind of hard to trust that yep so it's up to them honestly
0: it is is. um there i'm tired of
1: waiting for it though i will say
0: (laughs) i am i'm tired i don't know like you need to do something like I, i don't know like we are not here to be the ones to constantly you know be the voice of reason i think a lot of us are tired of constantly speaking about it and saying like, here's what you need to do. And then you're just not doing anything, but someone needs to do something. Someone needs to step up and actually create change. And, and I think, and I hope that once a police reform starts to happen in one major city, the others will start to
1: follow.
0: Exactly. So, um, in a statement the NAACP national president, Derek Johnson, um, he said that Dante Wright should have been alive today. But there was another part of his statement that I thought was very powerful. And he said, whether it be carelessness and negligence or a blatant modern day lynching, the result is still the same. Another black man has died at the hands of police. Modern day lynching. Is yeah. literally that's it.
1: I mean, that's kind of what I was saying too about them yep. being basically modern day slave catchers. It's no different. Yep. Yep. All right. You
0: wanna move on? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um,
1: so as many of you know, there have been and you wake up to the news every morning, there have been multiple mass shootings yes. um in the United States. So not only do we need, do we need police reform, we actually definitely need gun reform.
0: Oh, my gosh. So now (laughs) the the
1: NRA will come after us now and (laughs) shut down the
0: podcast. Here here they come. Here they come. come. Um, From my cold, dead hands. (laughs) I'm like, do we need do we really need an AK-17 in your house? You don't. It's ridiculous. You don't. Like, that is a war weapon. Are you at war in your house? No. (laughs) Well, maybe mentally. I don't know. (laughs) But
1: I will say I did watch a video on Japan's system for like purchasing guns Mm -hmm. and they have one of the lowest gun crime rates in the world and it literally takes like 15 steps if not more and I'm like that's what we need here because it'll deter people from doing it. Oh, yeah. If you can't go to your local Walmart,
0: they're not going to go get one. Exactly. You can pick up a gun like I picked up a pair of jeans from Target today. Yep. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, I, know, yeah. just, are, I mean, some places do require a background check. I know that some states require Yeah, that, but, but that is not that's enough. not enough. Because, that is not enough. No. You still can be a little... No. I feel that the background
1: check should also
0: just be for members of the household as well. Oh, too. yes. Who has access to that yeah. gun as well, not just you. Right. You could be purchasing it for someone else.
1: Exactly. Well that's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh god. Oh god. Now nah. oh god. Okay, so um just so you know, mass shootings are obviously more highlighted recently. Yeah. Um but it turns out that there were more than six hundred shootings in twenty twenty. A mass shooting is defined as one with four or more people injured or killed, not including the perpetrator. Mm. And that's considered a mass shooting. Exactly. So we've had a lot. 600 mass shootings in 2020. And during a pandemic. During a pandemic. It was silent because I guess there was so much more going on. Right. Oh, because we had COVID, of course. And then Black Lives Matter protests. Mm -hmm. Um, But most recently you heard about the one in Indianapolis, which happened on the 15th. Mm -hmm. um rock hill south carolina which i don't even know about this i was like reading a list of these places i'm like what um boulder colorado which Mm -hmm. you you heard about um and of course atlanta yeah we're dead um there's a list of a partial list of shootings that i found on the internet and i like honestly haven't even heard about some of them that's insane which is
0: scary that is very scary. We're just so accustomed to hearing it now, which is disgusting, that right. we're just kind of like, oh, it's another one. Right. Exactly.
1: Um, so I'm tired of hearing about this, too. I'm tired of waking up to this news every day. Yes. Um. And it's, like, it's just, people do say, it's on the internet, when I read, heard about, like, mass shootings, 600 occurred in 2020, mm-hmm. people were saying originally on the internet, it's in a weird timing that we're opening up and these mass shootings are happening, but they have been happening this whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. But it
1: is scarier that, like, you're hearing about it more as things are but, opening.
0: Right. Again. Um, like. Like, how do you feel safe going to your local grocery store exactly. or going to, you know, the Because it happens anywhere. It happens any Schools. Yeah. Like, you, your school, your kids can't even go to school without having to do a... Uh, they have to do a drill for if there's a shooter in the school. So, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm laying in bed.
1: <laughs> That's where, like, a lot of my thoughts <laughs> pop up, which, like... <laughs> Hello anxiety, but um, I was thinking about how how, like my years of retail, like prior Mm -hmm. to now and how I like started working when I was like 16 and like there was obviously no talk of mass shooter drills at all. And later in my retail life, when I went back, Mm -hmm. like what, how many years later was that? Um, 10, over 10 years later, there was talk about mass shooter drills. Um, mm-hmm. and how to handle that. And I was like, "What? That's insane. The fact that this insane. is being like discussed now is so wild. Like we
0: didn't do master drills in school. I did. You did. Mm hmm. I did in high school. What? Yeah. They had, it was called like, uh, they had like a name for it. I don't want to give the name just in case if they still like, use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they had a name for it and we were all required to like hide under our desk in like a <gasps> corner. Mm-hmm. Get out. We did not. Mm-hmm.
1: Do, we did not have that when I was in high
0: school. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, that's wild. I couldn't imagine yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you imagine, like, a ten-year-old or a five-year-old? A five-year-old, and you have to explain to them, "Hey, so just in case someone might come in here with a weapon, you have to hide in this corner." Yeah,
1: that's wild.
0: What? And you? And you? You're okay with this, people? You're okay with this? And all we, the things that we can do to fix this is literally just gun control, right? And, reform and like reform, you got to you got to yeah. switch it up. You got to switch it up, and then your child will not have to do a drill like this. Like insane, yeah, insane.
1: I don't know. I, I'm exhausted.
0: <laughs> we girl. I've been tired. <laughs> I've been tired since five years ago. (laughs) There's so many things.
1: It's like you don't want to like lose hope for so many things in life. But I kind of don't have much for it when it comes to like
0: gun reform, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think it's ever going to change unless we have some change within our political parties is really what it is is like things were not gonna get fully passed because they're holding on to that second amendment. Yeah. And that's what they're gonna continue to use. I mean
1: there's so many people in this country as we've seen, seventy one million of them, who (laughs) who also will be very upset if their guns are taken away. And they're probably the people who need it to be taken away the most. Right, but
0: why do you I'm I really actually wanna know why do you need a gun?
1: They probably don't have an
0: answer for that. Exactly. So then you don't need it. If you don't have an actual reason. If uh, The only thing I could think of is if you live in the woods and bears come to your house, like, all the time and you need to protect yourself from the bears. Like, that's <laughs> the only thing I could think of is be like, oh, I need this. And I'm, even like, then, like, you're hurting
1: a living creature, so you shouldn't <laughs> even have it.
0: Right. Well, not like to scare them. Like, you shoot it up in the air and they run away. You don't actually shoot <laughs> the bears. Then you get blanks. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Get blanks. So there's always an option. I think we should go with Chris Rock's idea from
1: a stand-up from years ago. He was like, it's not gun control, it's bullet control. You ever hear this? (laughs) No, that's great. He's like, bullets should cost $5,000. Just one bullet. He's like, because then you know if somebody, he's like, I would shoot you if I could afford it. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like, if you know, like, someone got shot five times, that they really did something bad.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Spending (laughs) $20,000 to shoot someone. Exactly. Well, you either got money or they really deserved it. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) That would be incredible.
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, yes. But, yeah, I don't know what to do in terms of gun reform. Just
0: follow Japan's, yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: their strategy.
0: their There's method. 15-step rule. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. And I'm steps. pretty sure
1: you have to write why you need the gun as part of one of their steps.
0: I love that. And you know these people don't like to write essays. <laughs> you didn't like to write essays in high school. You know they're not going to no, write a DB- dissertation are going to write it. a DBQ. <laughs> for people that don't know what that is, it's a
1: document-based question where you're, like, given a piece of paper about some sort of, like, history, something that happened in history. Yes. And then you have to write, like, answer questions based on the supporting document
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i, hated I those. throw ba- i hated dbqs too Mm-mm. especially <laughs> on the ap exam i did ap uh, american history Oof. W- which i actually thoroughly enjoyed i don't i don't know i always enjoyed like american history yes yeah, so did i but me. you
1: were cut out of a lot of stuff from american history but
0: well exactly mm. We missed out on a lot, but you know, now I'm relearning yes. what I was not taught in school. I made the mistake of
1: taking AP Bio.
0: Oh, girl, I don't really care about the mitochondria. Because it was like
1: that or like physics, and I was like, I don't care oh. about roller coasters that much.
0: Well, the, the whole thing was that you got to go to Six Flags, right? Or was that just a regular physics class? Oh, that was regular physics.
1: Oh, wait. I, then I, oh, you know what? I didn't care about Six Flags. so I was like, I'll go oh. on my own. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I need AP credits for college. So, the hardest, one of the hardest hardest AP classes. AP bio.
0: Nope. Nope.
1: Where, like, on my, like, I wonder if I still have it. I might. You know those blue books you still, like, have to fill out? Oh, yes. I used to, I was writing, like, a bunch of, like, quotes from Shakespeare on it when I was done. Because I was, (laughs) like... Wait, so you just held on to these blue because books? Because you're in that room for, like, four hours. Well, so I hold on to a lot of things. I'm like an so em- emotional hoarder.
0: So you just you just have a whole bunch of these blue books. Not all of house. them, just ones that I find
1: funny. Like, if I found, like, an old test that, like, a teacher wrote a funny note on it, I kept it. Oh, wow. I still have that. That's crazy. Um, I found an old... Oh, my gosh, you find it. I found um, a poem I wrote in the second grade that actually wasn't bad.
0: Oh, were you actually, you know, a poet? You didn't even know. I guess so. I was like
1: the (laughs) Amanda Gorman that like no one knew about. (laughs) Do you have it? Yeah. I'm going to find it right now. So the poem is called The Stargazer. I'm going to read it with the handwritten typos. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I gaze at the sky from the top of the hill. The night was clear, and I sat very still. Mm. I saw shining stars. What a surprise. It was twinkling and blinking before my eyes. Wow, there was lighting. What a beautiful sight. <laughs> it was dancing and flashing, and it flashed in the night. A planet swam by. Then I had to go. I thanked the wishing stars for a wonderful show.
0: You know what? That is beautiful.
1: <laughs> Isn't it actually good? <laughs> I found it. It's like, I mean, the viewers, I mean, the listeners can't see this, but it's like literally my second grade handwriting. Why don't you post that on the Instagram? Because I don't, I'm weird about Instagram. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people, I don't want Amanda Gorman to see my poem and try to write her own version. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it was, how, wait, you were in second grade, you said? Yeah, that was my second grade. I had a second grade journal.
0: Oh, wow. I like the the lighting instead of lightning. Yes, yeah, so instead of lighting. lighting. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I probably just couldn't spell the word, so that's what you get. Also, you just missed an N. <laughs> wait, there was something else
1: that I found. Oh, here it is. This is obviously, I've written much later mm-hmm. than when it actually happened, but I wrote, my mom had a baby girl. I was so happy because I got to hold her. <laughs> hoed her. H-O-E-D. And my mom said, I can hoed her anytime I want. N-E is spelled (laughs) N-E-Y. And I had a lot of fun with my baby sister. Oh, thanks. You should see the picture, though. I drew a drawing. I just... (laughs) (laughs) What?
0: Why do I look like a potato chip?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hoed her. Yes.
0: (laughs) So apparently
1: I'm a writer. I apparently need to get back to that. Uh, Clearly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Well, let's move on to our game this week. Uh, We are doing Is It Worth It? Bringing it back. Mm -mm -mm. So if you don't know what, Is It Worth It? This is when we discuss movies, TV shows, podcasts. Anything that you we've watched in the past couple of weeks that we enjoyed or maybe didn't enjoy, and we discuss whether or not it's worth it for you to check it out. Mm -hmm. So, I will start. I watched Nobody on a streaming service. I can't remember what streaming service it was, (laughs) but I know it is also in theaters. So I haven't had the opportunity to to go to the theater. Well, you know what? I'm starting to see people on my Instagram like posting on their stories like. In an AMC. And I'm like, what? In an AMC. I'm like, not for me, but... You know what? Okay, here's what I'll say. If you're going to take an
1: airplane, like me, I guess Mm -hmm. you could sit in a theater for, like, two hours.
0: Correct. But I just, like... Now I've enjoyed not having to, like wear jeans and watch a movie and <laughs> no, being able to no eat No, there's no about you don't have to wear jeans when you go to the theater. Like, that's a made-up rule. <laughs> well, you have to, like, dress kind of respectful, I feel like, no. when you're going to... Because you can't be wearing, like, just, like, some shorts. Well, yeah, I guess you could wear some shorts, but, like, you can't be wearing your pajamas. Mm, you
1: tell that to Amy Schumer because when I saw her walk out of the AMC in Century City, <laughs> she definitely was in a
0: pair of pajamas. <laughs> Well, well I, I don't think I'm going to be one to probably return to the theaters, at least for a while, because I'm actually enjoying the fact that I have the option of just streaming it from home. Yes, I spend a little bit more money, because I paid 20 Well, I didn't pay $20. Shane paid $20 for the movie to watch at home, um, which is more than going to the movie theaters, I feel like. Yeah, if you have, if, like, your AMC pass. If you have AMC pass, so... But... He also has, like, free credits on Google, so he didn't actually really pay for it, and he just used his credits, so it's worth it. It was a free movie for us. Um, but anyway, Nobody. Um, Bob Odenkirk was in it. I oh, never love him. watched... You love him? Okay. I don't know, know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you love him? I, I'm pretty sure he was in, like, Better Call Saul, which I never watched. Um, but Shane was like, we have to watch this movie. And I was like, okay. Um, it's an action movie, mm. um, and I'm going to give you a quick synopsis. I'm going to read what they have on like Wikipedia. Um, <sighs> Hutch Mansell, who, which is the then is what Bob plays, um, fails to defend himself or his family when two thieves break into his suburban home one night. The aftermath of the incident soon strikes a match to his long simmering rage. In a barrage of fists, gunfire, and squealing tires, Hutch must now save his wife and son from a dangerous adversary and ensure that he will never be underestimated again. So, it's an action movie. Okay, this
1: sounds like the same plot of, like,
0: the police (laughs) officer that, like, killed Donna Taylor. Like, um, Well, I mean, okay, so... What I thought of the movie, I thought... If you like John Wick, you will like this movie.
1: I don't know who these people are.
0: It's a movie, Sabrina. It's an action movie. (laughs) I'm giving it to the people that are into action movies. If you like John Wick, you will enjoy this movie. There is a moment in the movie that I could not watch because it was just too disturbing of, of how he killed someone. So I'm not going to be a spoiler. But if you're a little squeamish, which I am, and don't like things like that are stabby you won't enjoy some of the movie you can close your eyes during it but <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of the movie is actually kind of interesting so it is worth it not for me. <laughs> it's not it's not for everyone like i said if you like john Wick, i don't you like will stabby like <laughs> if you don't like stabby do skip but if you like if you're okay with it Watch. It I like movies really that movie. like
1: where like there's very complex characters and they make me think.
0: A he's bit. a complex character. He was he was still written well. Okay, but I don't
1: want to see Stabby except for Serial Mom. <laughs> I because, love Serial
0: like, Mom. Because like
1: she's a complex character. Like she does she anything. Is. She does anything for her family. Right. And and so did this, so people. does this guy. Yeah, but I don't. So like, is he Serial not a, Mom? No, because it's not a comedy. <laughs>
0: True, it's very serious. I don't want that. Okay. Well, you know what? Like I wanna I go to it's... the movies to escape,
1: okay? Or sit in my house and like escape for a couple of hours.
0: <laughs> I think it's just the beauty of the fight choreography. Oh god. Is is fascinating to me. I think it just is very cuz I think fight choreography has really exceeded expectations in the past like five years i think it's been what is the expectation so much for fight choreography what we said again
1: you said exceeded expectation but what is the expectation for fight choreography
0: like if it's like mo- like if it moves really well with camera but also is engaging and also is realistic because that's another thing. Like, there could be a whole bunch of fight choreography and it's not realistic. Like, there is no way this man can take on 13 people and they all have swords and he has nothing. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, well, not... you didn't watch Limitless then. <laughs> well, that makes sense for that movie, okay? <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, I still want the character, if he's fighting, like, a whole bunch of people at once. If it's one main character and he's, like, fighting six people, I want him to actually struggle. Like, I don't want him to just be able to, like, just punch, move, punch, move yeah, on, punch, no move sense. on. It makes no sense. You would normally see some sort of struggle. And that's what they do in nobody, which I appreciate.
1: Well, what I would do is run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I throw something like I throw a ball for my dog. Like, everybody looks that way and run the opposite.
0: (laughs) So you would, you would fly. You would be the flight in the situation of fight percent flight. No, 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 Mm.
1: I'm not breaking a nail.
0: (laughs) I can't. All right, what is your? Is it worth it?
1: Okay, so documentaries are my favorite. As everyone knows, Netflix knows the best, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they always recommend me something new. Um, so I did not follow up or care much about the college admission scandal when people were talking about it. Oh
0: yeah. I forgot about that documentary. when
1: Netflix recommended Operation Varsity Blues, the college operation scandal, or the college admission scandal, sorry, Mm. I immediately watched Press Play and sat down and watched and I loved it.
0: Oh. So the
1: documentary is set up differently. So it was like confusing at first because it's felt like a movie where I was like, "Oh, so they're going to reenact this whole thing." Mm-hmm. And it turns out there's reenactments plus experts that okay. come in. So it's like you're seeing uh things played out cuz they have actual phone
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: conversations so they they were able to play actors were able to play those out. Oh, so cool. which is interesting and then in between they had like ex- experts coming in about like what happened like, under- like I didn't understand anything about the side door like mm. I'm telling you I know nothing about the college admissions thing because like I was like oh god whatever they're gonna get away Did- with it anyway so. yeah but
0: didn't you apply to a whole bunch of schools right now?
1: <laughs> I applied to one. Oh, I thought you applied to more and I applied to mm. one school and got in and I was done oh which is like people are like let you apply to one school I'm like yeah girl that was a school I <laughs> oh, wanted to go <laughs> That's the school I wanted the to eggs, go to. All the eggs in one basket. Well, that's literally how I lived my life for, as an Adele, and it hasn't worked out so well for me because I was like gifted too much, I guess, in my early years, and now I'm like, wait, you mean I have to struggle for this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I've learned that the struggle is going to be worth it in the end, and like, yes, whatever's coming for me is going to be worth the wait. But anyway, um, yeah, I only applied to one school. Hmm. And I went okay. into the front
0: door. Oh. We did not go through the side door. <laughs> and then door. I go through the side door.
1: I did not pretend to, to I could row. Because there's no rowing team at the school anyway. So it wouldn't have worked out so well.
0: I can't. Did you watch, um, what was it, Olivia? I don't know her. Olivia Jade. Is that what she goes by? Yeah. Olivia on uh, Red Table Talk. I did not. Oh, girl. It is so cringeworthy. Please watch. I will. What did she say? Like she's like talking about how like she understands what privilege is.
1: Mm, liar.
0: <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> that <one. laughs> I was just like, obviously, this was her apology tour, and like for the most part, Jada was very like accepting of her doing her apology, and I was just kind of like, I want you to give it to her more, like give it to her more, and but the I think the mom I don't I, think, I don't Corey know Jada's mom, no Jada's mom. Oh yeah, I don't her mom's name. I don't know her mom's name, but she she was the one that was actually giving it to Olivia. And I was like, "Thank you. Somebody <laughs> is. Somebody is." You just just let her sit and be like, "I understand privilege." I understand that like I if this happened to anyone else of color, like this never would have happened. Like they probably would have went to jail for a lot longer. And I'm like, Ugh, I roll. Like, I don't care. I also Like, I just, I don't care about her, and I know she was trying to do it so she can have her YouTube back. Like, that's literally (laughs) all it was. (laughs) But go ahead and watch. (laughs) I will definitely
1: watch still, but yeah. In the meantime, for those who haven't seen, Operation Varsity Blues. Okay.
0: Worth it. Let's move on to rapid fire. We're actually going to make it rapid this week, because this is already getting very long.
1: (laughs) Now you're talking
0: faster to,
1: like... Of it. <laughs> move quicker, move quicker, move quicker, Oh, my God. Okay, so Chrissy Teigen is back on Twitter. Uh,
0: we we called this, though. Yes, we
1: did. We knew this was not going to happen. I know. That's why they just do not even make announcements that they're leaving, basically. Just, just, disappear, just disappear for a for couple a bit, weeks. Take whatever mental break you need, and then come back when you're ready. So, basically, exactly. she tweeted, like, um, I'm going to take the good with the bad, basically, and then... And so it began. Now she's back.
0: I knew it. Because she also mentioned something on Instagram, how she was saying, oh, I miss Twitter. Yeah. More, like, a week before. And- <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was like, the silence isn't good for me. Like, all these things. Oh, um, yeah. But now at least she could kind of, like, rebrand herself.
0: Yeah. Take a take a step back, reassess, mm-hmm. and move on. Exactly. Okay, welcome back, Chrissy.
1: Welcome back. <laughs> I, I refollowed you, Chrissy.
0: Oh, uh, wait, you unfollowed her? No, apparently, like, when
1: I, like, went to go view her page, it said I wasn't following her.
0: Oh, I need to go. And check it was, like, down, situation. like, when she came back,
1: it was only down to, like, 3 million followers or something.
0: Weird. So she lost all her followers. Yeah.
1: Mm. But she's back okay. up to what she was. Because she's at, like, oh. 13.6 or something when I last okay. checked. All
0: right. Well, welcome back. Okay, so J-Lo and A-Rod are officially done Um, On April 15th, they announced their separation Uh, in March. That's when the first set of rumors were swirling around that they called off their engagement and then they ended up releasing a statement. And then they were like, actually, no, we're still together. We're working on things. But rumors started circulating again um, earlier last week, when Jennifer Lopez w- uh, shared a series of photos where she was not wearing her engagement ring, so everyone's like, ah, what's "So happening? she just
1: wanted to announce it herself, basically." Yes,
0: that's a hundred percent what it is. Their two-year engagement is now over. They seem to uh, part on cordial and cordial ways, so I think they're going to be fine. But I also don't care anymore. I definitely <laughs> don't. I don't think I cared from the beginning, but I was like, oh, this is news because we kind of talked about it before. <laughs>
1: so here we are again.
0: Here we are, JLo. Sorry about that, but I'm sure you'll find a new man.
1: She will. No time, please. I know. Meanwhile, there's people like me over here that are waiting. <laughs> I guess I'm not because I'm not as rich as JLo. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that must be That, it. that,
0: that must be it. <laughs> You're not throwing. You're not throwing your your belongings on a beach somewhere. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous.
1: Anyway, um, also, and last but not least for this week, um, Megan McCain's hair has become news.
0: <laughs> when when Sabrina wrote this topic on our like. Our little pitch sheet that we have every day. And I was like, what in the world is this? What do you mean Meghan McCain has new hairstyles?
1: Okay, so she's getting a lot. There's a lot of talk about her in the press because her hair has been doing some funky things recently. (laughs) Thanks to her hairstylist at The View. Um, Her hairstylist's name is Carmen Curry. think i'm pronouncing that correctly um but people have been like comparing megan's hair based on like the topics that she's been discussing on the view Uh, no i swear and like (laughs) megan is obviously everyone knows is like the more radical republican figure for the show Mm -hmm. so like she had her hair in like her harajuku buns and was talking about like asian americans on the View. no and there's like another day where she was like talking about like I don't know, black something with Black Lives Matter movement or something, and she had her hair like in a single braid down the middle, which is like obviously a style that's like popular with the black community. So it wasn't
0: box braids. No, full that.
1: (laughs) But people have been like, What the heck is going on? Um, people are also wondering like is her hairstylist doing this on purpose?
0: Mm. But then I think
1: Megan did like out or a statement saying that she's just trying to have fun because she just had a baby and she's been at home. Mm. Whatever, but take what you want from that. Um, it's just hair, people.
0: It is just hair, but it's also I'm looking at pictures now and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> she normally has some pretty flat looking hair, so they must just... be added pieces. <laughs> <laughs> some pieces. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, that's that on that for this week for Yesterday Today. Thanks again for joining us. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you next week.